0: morning Christ Chapel. Hey, you guys came out in the rain. I need to uh, give y'all a round of applause. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming this morning. If you can, you're able morning I just kept hearing even for the last few days freedom freedom just freedom from sin freedom from bondage and I was reading this verse the whole chapter of Galatians 5 and I'm just going to read a couple of verses out of it for freedom Christ has set us free stand firm therefore and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery which is sin for you were called to freedom brothers and sisters Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. And I just felt like the Lord gave me a few key things, and I wrote them down because I felt like you needed to hear them. God has given you a new name. That thing that you used to identify yourself with a long time ago, that is not your identity. What's your new identity? Christ alone, right? His salvation, his new birth. You have a covenant with him, walk in it, a new heart. The heart of stone is being replaced with the heart of flesh. And I even saw the Lord like writing his commands on your heart like David wrote about. The old way that you responded is being transformed through the the renewing of your mind. The old way that you processed anxious situations is being rerouted to a new switchboard that's controlled by the Holy Spirit and is filtered through the truth of His Word. Not the reality of your situation, but the truth of His Word. The Gospel message is alive in you. The Gospel message is alive in you. Share it. I just want to encourage you this morning to worship and praise Him to give thanks because He is worthy. Let me pray for y'all this morning. Father God, we just praise you and worship you. Lord, I'm so grateful, Lord, for the new name that you've given me, the new hope and the new purpose you've given me. I thank you, Lord, that my life has the opportunity to be a billboard for your great works. Father God, may your name be lifted high this morning. I pray that every person in here this morning, as we worship, as we listen to the words, as we greet our friends and talk to one another, as we go home and go about our week, Father, we will look at our lives as an opportunity, Father, for you to work through us in every situation, whether good or bad, you have the opportunity to work through us in your name we pray. Amen.
1: I i
2: Church family, would you just do something with me? Except for a very, very soft piano. I want us all just to be quiet and listen to this. Just close your eyes and bow your head with me in the Lord's presence. I've been watching, uh, researching for years now, um, tying things to um, the terminal generation, our last generation before the return of the Lord Jesus for his church. And I study things like uh, the quantum mechanics, um, the geoengineering of our food and weather. And it struck me listening this morning, I'd never had this thought before, you know, Man can now even seed the clouds and make it rain. But man can't stop the rain. See, man likes to find what God's done and put a tag on it and go, Look, 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 look what we found. We found life here. Well, where did that life come from? You know. And when I hear this beautiful rain on this on this tin building. I'm reminding that no devil in hell, no principality, no power, no ruler of darkness, ruler in this world, nothing and no one can stand against the decree of God and the will of God. And I had a verse this morning going over. I too was praying over you this morning and the verse that came to my mind for us. The Lord says in the Old Testament... And even to your old age, I am he. And even to your gray hairs will I carry you. I've made you, and I'll bear you. Even will I carry and deliver you. There's another verse that says, And underneath are the everlasting arms of God. And I'm not sure who this is for this morning, but you get to pick the word. Underneath my sorrow, unspeakable sorrow are the everlasting arms of God underneath my failure are the everlasting arms of God underneath my disappointment my disillusionment my loss my lack my need whatever is the thing in your life missing or upon you or in front of you intimidating you underneath all of it are the everlasting arms of God isn't he near Isn't he faithful? Is there anything too hard for him? Is he ever intimidated? Is he ever at a lack of words or ideas of what to do? God is our refuge. And God is our strength. He is a very present help. So I want us to bow our heads. Just take a moment uh, to articulate to the Lord like, like a little boy or a little girl would say, Father, I need help with blank. And just tell him this one. Very present help. Can't nobody, can't nobody stop God delivering you or healing you. Are restoring you? Are calling you? Are sending you? Can't you do it, Lord? Don't you laugh at the strength of men, Lord. There's none like you nowhere. The beginning and the end. And it's you we worship today, Lord. It's you we give our affection, our praise, our adoration. No one but you, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray for the remainder of this service that your presence would be strong here. We need that, oh Lord. We need you. Open up our eyes to see wondrous things in your word. Help us to see you more clearly and ourselves more clearly. Show us where to bend our knee in humility and to stand in confidence that we might be a greater influence in this world for your son, I pray. And we bless you today, God. We bless you today, Lord. One more time before you're seated, just close your eyes and listen. Church family, before you're seated, would you look this way? Can you imagine the strongest geopolitical figures in the world? The leaders of our nations standing and wagging their little finger at God saying, Stop it with the rain. Stop it. And it just rains all around them. I think our perspective gets off. All power is given unto him. In heaven and in earth. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise his name. Before you're seated, would you just spread out and encourage one another in the Lord? Would you greet those around you this morning?
3: Good morning, everybody. If we can go ahead and make our way back to our seats this morning, we can go ahead and get ready for our announcements. Yeah. I had to break out the pink today. It's the very last day of the Cherry Blossom Festival. And in honor of the 1996 Cherry Blossom Queenship that I had, I had to break it out. Yes, no applause no, no necessary. Anyway. Had my time in the parades and all that good stuff. Yeah, I was just telling friends I was like, "Cherry uh, pink was not an attractive color in 1996 when I was the cherry blossom queen." So, um, yeah, we had some throwback 1980s dresses that I had to wear, like the full sequins and all that good stuff. So, not not as fun as it is today. So, yes, glory days for sure. Well, good morning, guys. My name is Kelly Wood. And on behalf of my husband, John, um, and the rest of our staff, I am so glad to welcome you this morning. And we are so glad that we get to worship together today. Our family was on spring break last week, so we missed Sunday with you guys. And I missed you guys terribly. It feels very strange for us not to be here on a Sunday, and I don't like it. And I'm glad we got to spend time with our family. That was really important. I know the Lord sees our hearts, and we can worship Him anyway anywhere but um, I prefer to be here with you guys so I'm glad we're back together so um, anyway if you're a first-time visitor here at Christ Chapel we're just really glad that you're here we're glad that you braved the rain to be here today Um, if we happen to miss you as you're walking in the doors though do me a huge favor and please stop by the greeting table it's right um, in the foyer in between those two double doors as you're leaving Um, we have our greeter station there we just will put a gift in your hand we will not track you down but we just love to meet you Um, if there's a way that we can serve you um, pray for your family tell you about ministries that we've got available for you and your children we would just love to let you know about that so we're glad that you're here Um, before we do our time of giving our tithes and offerings though we're gonna have our video announcements and if they'll go ahead and play those now
4: Good morning, Christ Chapel family. If you plan on joining us for our missions trip this summer, the paperwork is due, completed today. So if you would, turn that in to Pastor Steve or Pastor Amy. Coming up this Tuesday on March 28th is a time for our seniors to get together for fun and games. Join us in the grill this Tuesday from noon until 2 o'clock. Coming up Friday, March 31st, is a time to join us for a Mercer baseball game at 615 at Mercer. The tickets are free, so get on the app, register, and grab those free tickets. Mark down on your calendars April 30th will be our cake auction. This is a time where we raise funds for our youth and children to be able to go on the camps this summer. So please sign up to make a cake or join us. And finally, Resurrection Sunday is coming up, and we're going to celebrate Jesus raising from the dead. So if you would, bring candy in and help us support our kids and as they have fun out on the soccer field. And also, if you have friends that need to hear the gospel, please bring them over the next few weeks for Resurrection Sunday. And as always, for more information on anything we've talked about, check us out on the CC app online at ChristChapelMaking.com or on Facebook and Instagram at C.C. Macon.
3: ...that you really need to come, even for the entertainment value. Um, There is great cake and there is some serious bidding against each other, and it is a lot of fun, and my kids look forward to it every year. Plus, we get to send our babies to camp whether they be little babies or big babies, this pays for camp for them. And I can't think of a better way to um, have those kids have just a profound experience with Jesus Christ and just the fellowship of friends that of a like precious faith. So really, really, really support Cake Auction if you can. Um, guys, we're gonna go ahead and close out this part of our worship service by giving our tithes and offerings. And as the music plays, we've got our baskets here up front. Uh, just wanna remind you, please take a moment to commit your giving um, as a family unto the Lord. It's important for your kids to see that. Um, and then also, you'll notice there are some Bibles up here. Those are our apologetics Bibles. The church ordered them, and we we're only charging cost. So if you're interested in one, um, there are like 13 or 14 left, and it's only $25. And that's, the church isn't making a profit, we paid for shipping, but that's just the cost of the Bible. But if you'd like to give one to somebody, Um, you know, please let us know, too. But um, if they'll go ahead and play the music, and then Pastor John will come and pray.
4: Good morning church family. So I've done a few announcements. Uh, does this sound right to y'all? Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not cued in on hearing stuff well, so when it's off, it has to be really off for me to notice. Um, anyway, some people have asked why Dmitry Petrovich hasn't come out, so I figured I'd bring him out for you this morning before we got started. So hello, Christ Chapel. I am Dmitry Petrovich, and we are for the Preach Word Now. So welcome, if you haven't seen Dimitri on the announcements before, that won't make any sense to you, just talk to the friend that brought you and maybe they can help you out. So before we get started this morning, uh, I would like to take a moment to pray for myself and if you would uh, pray for me during this time as well. Uh, Father God, we just surrender this time to you, Lord. I know that it is only through your spirit, the empowerment of your spirit, that I can bring clarity or anything of value during this time Lord so I pray that you anoint me with clarity of thought with clarity of speech and that uh, you give me the ability to bring forth your truth your word today despite myself God I just love you and honor you Lord I ask that we uh, receive this word today Father God and that we go forth and apply it to our lives we just honor you and glorify you and love you so much amen If you would, this morning stand for the reading of the Lord's Word. Turn in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. We'll be starting in verse 10. Again, that's Ephesians, chapter 6. We'll be starting in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. You may be seated. Paul is writing here, encouraging us with with some pretty sober things here. He's telling us that our battle is not just a matter of flesh and blood. It's not just temporal things. And he's also telling us that we have to do something to prepare and put on the whole armor of God. Now, we live in a time today where the information travels so fast. We're, we're so aware of things that are going on in the world, and we see, I see, I know you see if you have discernment, if you're walking with the Lord, you see the evidence of a spiritual battle that is raging from coast to coast, across the world. We see the forces of Satan coming wide open at the church in the West. We see strong delusion. We see this among non-believers. We see this among believers. We see the anti-Christian sentiment of America that is continuing to grow. And when I say the anti-Christian sentiment, I don't mean a Christian profession. That's still okay for right now, but it's anti-biblical Jesus. It's anti-Christianity as you see it, it preached in the book of Acts. There is an intolerance that's assigned to that. There is a bigotry that's assigned to that. And that sentiment is continuing to grow as an undertone to where you are antiquated and left behind. You are bigoted, you are phobic of whatever they want you to embrace and celebrate as part of progressive agenda. You are a problem if you believe that scripture is the inerrant, infallible, unchanging, forever reliant true word of God and let me tell you there is no place to compromise on that truth there's no place to compromise on it we see this present darkness it's dark outside today practically it's dark outside spiritually there is darkness of greater magnitude than we ever thought imaginable and it's coming in it's causing pressure for us there's absurdity in all of it, though, if you just have it, the smallest bit of common sense. Like, you're not allowed to have common sense anymore. The absurdity is rampant. You, we no longer can define a woman. We, we have issue with that. That can't be something in public discourse. If you just say, what is a woman, people are afraid to Give you the definition that it is an adult human female for fear of offending somebody and being attacked and maligned and ostracized and canceled and culture is continuing to apply this pressure to make people upset more and more absurd things. Public schools are encouraging children to come out to identify as whatever gender they want to. They're providing out closets for children to go in and change while they're at school and they go into agreement with your children that they will not share that with the parent. This happens in America. This happens today. Biological men are being celebrated for winning in women's sports. Women that have given their lives in training since they were two years old are being beat in NCAA finalships by Final championships by biological intact men and are supposed to celebrate and told by the school if they don't, they don't have opportunity to go to graduate school. They will be maligned and ostracized and take the heat of a public backlash online. Financial responsibility is a foreign concept. YOLO, you only live once. Treat yourself, run up the credit card debt. Who cares? They'll just send you another stimulus check centralization of power continues to march towards global governance we're continuing to be led into the pen have y'all ever heard about the pigs that got stuck in the pen because they didn't understand why the corn was free they put the corn out and the pigs start coming and they're eating all the corn so at first you just put out free corn and they're just coming in having the time of their life and they can still go do everything they want. They have all their same liberties and freedoms. Then you put up one side of the fence and they're like maybe a little standoffish but they come and they take the corn, nothing bad happens, okay, no big deal. And you slowly add more and more to the fence until finally it's a single gate that they're willing to walk through. You shut the door behind them and the next thing you know they're all taken to the slaughter and all they had to do was give you free stuff. That's what is happening right now. We are being lulled to sleep in a false sense of security, being told that if we'll only surrender more power to the people that have messed everything up, it'll get better. The absurdity. You, you have to be asleep. France is on fire with protest right now. Does anybody know that? They pushed through legislation to change the retirement year about two ages two years from 62 to 64 but the people didn't feel represented so they blow up there's there's a buck against authority Chinese is brokering peace in the Middle East between Iran and Saudi Arabia this is Sunni and Shia Muslims they hate each other and then China comes in and brokers a peace you got a BRICS Federation Brazil Russia India China They're trying to get Saudi Arabia and Iran in it, and then all the major oil producing countries in the world will be in the same federation. I wonder what will happen to prices then. The world is dark. The World Economic Forum is telling everybody that they need to help us save ourselves by taking everything that we own away and then giving us things you'll own nothing and you'll love it. These are actually things that are going on right now today. The world is dark, it is a dark place. The world is full of lies. They're lying, they're lying loud, they're lying big, they're lying relentlessly. It's easy to get lost in this world, so easy. But I want you to remember something. I want you to remember that in Matthew chapter 24 when the disciples came to Jesus and they said, what is gonna be the sign of the, when's all this going down? He said, first he says, watch that nobody leads you astray, for many will come in my name. And they will say to you that I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. So first, guard your heart from deception. Second, Jesus tells us that when we hear of wars, rumors of wars, to not be alarmed, for these things must happen. They haven't—Christ has not missed one yet. Just if you're keeping score. He hasn't said something that didn't come true yet. Okay? So these things— must happen so when we look around and we see this dark world and we see the lies and we see that how easy it is for people to get lost and spiritual fathers and mothers are, are going astray and people that you thought you could count on are losing their faith and their and men they're, manifest, they're uh, professing a shipwrecked faith know that your faith Your faith, believer, is in the Word of God that you are firmly planted on Jesus Christ, that you have dug deep and found a firm foundation, and when the torrents of the world come against it, the house stands not because of who you are, but because of who you are founded on and who you are rooted in. It is Jesus Christ and Christ alone. We can see what's going on here. The enemy sees it. There's a shot clock ticking down, and the enemy's just trying to deceive as many as he can before before his time is up because he's going to be a recipient of the unbridled outpouring of God's wrath. And his desire is to take as many complacent, confused, biblically illiterate, professing Christians straight to hell with him as he can. And I want to tell you this morning that you have to put on the armor of God. He has won the victory for you, but you have to put it on. I know the this induction the introduction has been a little hard it's been you know these these we, we start to think, oh man, all this stuff's happening and the world's going to explode. Like they can drop the bomb on my forehead because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And they cannot govern me with the, the temporal things that they leverage over me because my help does not come from this world. The hills where I look, the faith of mine is in the Christ alone that has redeemed me, that has made me a new creation. And I will not compromise the truth for this world to love me. I would rather them hate me. I rejoice this morning. I'm glad that we're here today. I'm thankful that I have a Savior. I praise God I have a blessed hope and that he has redeemed me. We know the world's dark. We know it's full of lies, and we know it's easy to get lost. But remember, last week, Pastor Charles, he took us to John chapter 14. And Jesus Christ, he sa- it says, yes, the world is dark, but Jesus is the light yes the world's full of lies but jesus is the truth yes it's easy to get lost but jesus is the way and that's where we put our faith and we walk with him and as pastor john said this morning the strength of men is foolishness to god put your faith in christ and walk with him i want to encourage you this morning believer we are not helpless we are not hopeless we are not defenseless and naked Unless we choose to be. We are kept by God Almighty, Adonai, Elohim, El Shaddai, Jehovah, Jireh, Jehovah, Nisi. He protects me, keeps me, preserves me, and walks me through every season of my life. I'm given the tools to defeat my enemy in spiritual warfare. Will you pick them up and will you put them on? We're told to be aware of who and what we fight against. We're told to suit up told to put on the armor of god suit up believer put on the full armor of god every day don't half step should call this one rain suit up if i hadn't looked at the forecast we battle against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places the stakes are high the battle is real we need to be walking in the fullness and empowerment of the spirit and put on the full armor of God the full armor did anybody get up this morning in Forsyth and see that your house was floating away because because I did you know what I didn't reach for half an umbrella I didn't I wasn't like you know what I'm going to walk outside today with half an umbrella i'm just gonna put on a rain hat call it good that's all i need today that's that's enough protection for me today rain hat no i mean you we got right today the perfect practical example of what's going on in the world it's flooding it's raining it's thundering the enemy is loud there are torrents coming but we can walk in the fullness of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, and we can, believer, put on the full armor of God. So the sermon this morning, Suit Up is the title, exclamation point. Suit Up, number one, put it on. This is the first time I've done a litter of points, so if the rapture happens before we get done, Pastor John, just come up here and preach and grab my notes. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I had to bring a little bit of funny to it. We've been kind of hard this morning, you know what I mean? If anybody can handle this, it's Pastor John. Boss mode. Number one, put it on. In verse number 11, we read, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. In Ephesians two, Paul would call it the prince of the power of the air, which we all used to live under his authority until we were made a new creation in Christ Jesus. But now we're a new creation in Christ Jesus, putting on armor and going to battle the battle's serious the stakes are high we need to use the tools that god has given us we got to put on the whole armor just like we wouldn't have walked out the house this morning with just a rain hat or a half an umbrella we need to put on the entire armor of god not just because it makes sense but because that's what the word exhorts us to do now the enemy is good at his job he's been destroying people for millenniums uses deceit he's a roaring lion going around seeing who he may devour like the the picture of that in the original language means sop you up like gravy with a biscuit he's not he's not just trying to hurt your feelings a little bit he is trying to consume you and we need to be fully prepared if we don't walk out into rain half prepared why would we walk into spiritual battle with the stakes this high Ill prepared, half dressed. We need to be fully prepared, fully armed with all of our defensive armaments and our offensive weapon ready to go. We got to be ready, believer. Now, victory is sure because it's not your strength that wins the battle. When Christ was on the cross and he said, It is finished, and he conquered death, hell, Satan, sin, the grave, he didn't need my help. But what happens is in this world, I have a weak and mortal body that I war against. And there's for a time, a power that's been given to the enemy to try to mis- mislead people and confuse people. And I have to be ready to fight that. In verse 10, we read finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Like that's where my faith is. Not not that I'll win the battle, but that I'm kept by him. That is his strength. I know where my part comes in is obedience. And right here I'm exhorted to put on the whole armor of God. I'm always kept by him. There's a difference between walking into battle, you know, with your Fisher Price sword and your cowboy hat. You're not going to be very effective, are you? the enemy's not gonna be like, ooh, watch that guy. When we suit up, when I suit up, when you suit up, we must put on the entire armor of God. Not relying on my own strength to overcome the enemy, relying on the truth that Christ has already defeated him. And I must battle alongside Christ. I must battle with him. All the strength and armor To overcome the enemy, come directly from God. Don't be confused about that. Just because we're told to put on the armor doesn't mean he's relying on our strength to do it. He's relying on us to walk in obedience, walk after him, do the things that he's told us to do. He says, why call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you to do? If I believe that the Bible is the inerrant, infallible, fully reliant word of God, and it tells me to do something, then I should do it or else I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. He's telling me, put on the whole armor of God. All my confidence in victory is that Jesus Christ settled it before the foundations of the earth. Jesus Christ settled it. On Calvary, Jesus Christ settled it. My confidence and my faith is in Him alone, but I'm still directed to put on the whole armor of God. The enemy doesn't come to battle half-dressed. He's not playing like the stakes are low. And they know who Jesus is. We have to have a different theology than Satan. If you were to sit down and interview Satan and say, do you believe that God created the world out of nothing? He'd say, yep. He'd say, do you believe that Jesus Christ died on Calvary for the redemption of humankind? he say, yep. he say, do you believe that Jesus rose again on the third day? he say, yep. Do you believe that the only way to heaven is Jesus Christ? He'd say, absolutely. he say, will you surrender your life to him? That's where he says, no. If I'm not walking in full surrender and full obedience to Jesus Christ, my theology looks a lot like Satan. If I'm not walking in full surrender and full obedience to Jesus Christ, my theology looks a lot like Satan's. Why is it so important for me to put on the whole armor? Because he told me to, because he's given it to me. He's just given me an assignment and he's told me to prepare for that assignment. Jesus Christ, though he was God and did not see equality with God as something to cling to, but lowered himself and took on the form of a slave and came and died a death, a criminal's death on a cross to restore our relationship with God, did not come half prepared. The enemy that wants to consume you does not come half prepared. Quit it, stop with the excuses, put on the armor, be in your word, walk with God make him the priority that he is complacency kills and that's where we are in America we're fat lazy complacent believers that come to church and get our check in the box and I believe in Jesus and that and then the rest of our life is the rest of our life it's not compartmentalized it is one life fully surrendered walked out under the authority of my lord and savior jesus christ put on that whole armor if we're going to put on the whole armor i guess we probably should know what it is right in verse 14 it says stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, all circumstances, not when you feel like it, not when the shield's light, not when you're having a good day, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we have the belt of truth, which is the word of God the breastplate of righteousness, which is the word of God, our feet shod with peace, which is the word of God, a shield of faith to extinguish the flaming darts of the enemy, which is the word of God, a helmet of salvation, which is the word of God, and a sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, be in the word, be in the word, know the word, hide it in your heart, the belt of truth, now these are presented, Paul didn't just like sit down and come up with some things in random order. These are presented in the way that you would put them on in ancient times. So the first thing you're gonna put on is the belt. We start with truth, learning the truth of the word of God. The belt holds back the tunic and the breastplate rests on it and the sheath for your sword is on the belt and everything comes from this right here. The belt is the truth and it's holding it all together. It is the word of God, it is truth. Truth comes first. It holds it all together. And truth is not the same thing as reality. Don't get confused. I'm not talking semantics here. I'm very serious. Truth is not the same thing as reality. The truth is now are we sons and daughters of God. The reality is I'm still walking in this earth dealing with a weak mortal body I'm still having to train my body as an athlete. I'm still having to face temptations. I'm still having to put on the full armor of God and engage in spiritual warfare with the evil one. But the truth is, now we are the sons of God. Now we are the daughters of God. The truth is, the victory is won in Christ and it is already settled. The reality is, the world's gone crazy. We talked about it at the opening. The world's gone crazy. The reality doesn't look like the truth right now. So what do I need to do? I need to hold it all together with the truths that I know that come forth from the word of God, that he will never leave me nor forsake me. That he has redeemed my life from the pit, that he has placed me on solid ground, that he has gone to prepare a place for me. And if he has gone to prepare a place for me, he is going to come back and receive me unto himself, that where he is, there I may be also. These truths silence the lies of my reality right now that tell me I'm hopeless, helpless, never going to make it, I'm going to be overcome, I'm wrecked, I'm worthless, I'm not of any value, I can't do anything for God because I'm wicked and wretched. Paul said his righteousness was as a filthy rat. Paul had struggles too. look into his life and he wrote two thirds of the New Testament. So I'm here to tell you, if you walk in complete surrender and obedience to the word of God, he will use you faithfully for his assignment and it will not fall through the cracks. The belts of truth. Next we have the breastplate of righteousness, which is the word of God. My vitals are protected because I know now I'm a son of God. My vitals are protected because I know even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he is with me. My vitals are protected because I know that the word was God. In the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was with God. The word has come and redeemed us so that we could be in right relationship with God. I know these truths and they protect my vitals. The righteousness of Christ is imputed to me. When God looks at me, does this make anyone else tremble? When God looks at me, he sees the righteousness of Christ. That protects your vitals. When the enemy starts telling you who you were and where you came from and all of that, yes, but I was dead in my trespass and sin then, and I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. And I may make mistakes now, but I'll never live a lifestyle of sin again. I've got a breastplate protecting my vitals. My feet are shod with peace which is the word of God, God's peace that surpasses all understanding. I am sure-footed and on solid ground because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because of the truth that is revealed to me in scripture that is not shaky ground. Once you know the truth of scripture, you are on solid ground. That's why the word exhorts you to dig down deep, build your house on a solid foundation. The, helmet of, uh, the shield of faith, which is the Word of God. My faith is in Christ alone. It is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone that I am saved. And my faith is rooted in that, and that is in the Word of God, held all together by the truth that is His Word, that sanctifies us because His Word is truth. We have a, a shield of faith. When we have an exclusive, reliant, firm faith in Jesus Christ and guards us from the fiery darts of the enemy. There's a helmet of salvation, which is the word of God. My mind is guarded by a peace that surpasses all understanding. Christ has won my salvation and I receive it. I got a helmet on then i have an offensive weapon which is the word of god it's it's not complicated believer we we mistake simplicity for easy though it's simple to be in your word it's not easy everybody's tired everybody got problems everybody got to work an extra hour everybody got kids going crazy everybody got a house to clean everybody got car notes to make light bills to pay everybody got problems and people are I'll talk to some folks sometimes witnessing and they're like how do you know so much scripture I'm like I'm a pretty dry person so sometimes I'm like well just read it (laughs) you just read it do you feel like it every time Mm mm-mm What do you do? Pick it up and read it. And when the enemy comes at me, I have a sword for him. That is the word of God. And when he brings forth the lies, the truth of the word of God is the edge of this sword. And it tears everything asunder. And the enemy cannot stand in the face of truth. So he melts before the word of God. He knows it. You think if the devil read the Bible, maybe you should? He tempted Jesus with it in the wilderness, right? I said, doesn't Scripture say? How does he know he read it? Read it. Know the Scriptures. Be in your word. You are not going to put on the armor of God without reading your Bible. Just read it. Number two, persevere. Paul exhorts us to stand firm, to endure, to withstand, to not give a single inch to the enemy. Persevere, believer. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Verse 13, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day. And having done all, stand firm. Verse 14, stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. These stand exhortations are not just while it's comfortable. He's telling us, stand, stand. When it's tough, stand. When no one else is there, stand. When the lies are coming at you, stand and use the, the whole armor of God that you have that is the word of God persevere stand don't you give the enemy an inch because if you give a glass of milk to a mouse or give a mouse a cookie or ask for a glass of milk anybody ever read that book maybe that's before your time i'll mess that all up but if you give him an inch he's going to take a mile period nobody has taken a step back from the enemy and been like well you know i'm kind of tired of that so i'll just take that back and get on that back foot he's coming Be ready. Be ready to persevere. Settle it in your mind. I will stand. Count the cost of discipleship. Say, I'm gonna stand with truth. I'm gonna equip myself with the word of God. I'm gonna put on the armor of God and I am going to stand with truth. I am going to side with Christ no matter the cost. Practically today, That may have you on the wrong side of cancel culture. It may have you on the wrong side of being able to engage in the marketplace in the future. It may have you on the wrong side of a firing squad. It will never have you on the wrong side of eternity. Persevere and stand with Jesus Christ. Run your race faithfully. Each of us have an assignment. Whatever that is, do it faithfully and persevere. Walk in the assignment that God's given you. Persevere. Be a light among this dark and perverse generation. Persevere. We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Persevere. In Hebrews, we read about the others. They don't even get like a hashtag star next to the number because they had more games to play. There were others that lived a bare bones life Slept in caves, used rocks for pillows, ate honey and locusts, and they were persecuted, run out of places, run through with the sword, beheaded and torn asunder, brutally murdered, but their faith was so great that the world was not worthy of them. And they today, believer, are the cloud of witnesses that encompass you. So on the day we face persecution, you stand and you persevere, being encompassed by a great cloud of witnesses and empowered by the Holy Spirit of the Lord God Almighty. Stand and persevere. The hour is late. The day is dark. Persevere. Cultural pressure is to turn from God. It is unprecedented, the cultural pressure in America to turn from God. Persevere despite that. You'll be maligned. You'll be hated. They'll say evil things about you. Christ tells you to rejoice, for great is your reward in heaven. So persevere. And having done all, believer, stand. Persevere. If our musician would come, please. Number three, pray it out up we're gonna put it on we're gonna persevere we're gonna pray it out we're dressed and prepared for battle through jesus christ and the word of god but he also exhorts us to pray in this passage paul says in verse 18 praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for all the saints do you know that there's places in the country or in the world today where they don't have the liberty to come together and talk about Jesus Christ and fellowship with those of like precious faith like we have right now? There's places where the Bible is illegal. There's places where pastors and preachers and teachers are pulled out of places and executed. There's places where people just, where forces raid the sanctuary or their little underground church and kill whoever is leading the lesson and, and pressure compromise your faith or you're next the reality of that is extremely harsh paul says pray make supplication for all the saints in china when you come to salvation and you profess faith you're untested until you've gone to prison for your faith that's the precedent that's that's the standard like yeah yeah you're a believer and we're going to mentor you and disciple you but know that you're untested. And there's coming a day right around the corner where you are going to be tested and you'll either walk away from your faith or you will persevere in your faith and go to prison. And also for me, Paul says, that words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. For which, now this is for the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Paul saying, pray for me. Pray for the believers out there that are persecuted. Pray that I'll run my race faithfully. Pray that the Holy Spirit will empower me and give me wisdom and discernment and the words to say when I need them. Pray. Pray without ceasing, believer. Pray it out. Pray for the believers around the world that are heavily persecuted with threat of death for their faith. Pray that they will be encouraged, that they will be emboldened, that they will be filled with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and walk in the fullness thereof. Pray for the preachers, the teachers, and the pastors that don't compromise truth, whatever the level of persecution is. Pray for them that they will be encouraged, that they will be emboldened, that they will be filled with and walk in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Pray to never be deceived. Put on the armor of God. It's held together with truth. Pray that we're not deceived. Pray for the leaders of the nations, even though we don't really like them most of the time. Pray for them. Pray for mercy for the lost. Pray for the heartbroken, the downcast, the hungry, the naked, the prisoner. Pray for them. There's power in believer. There's power in prayer, believer pray put it on persevere and pray it out we must be prepared in this late hour we must be aware that the enemy is pulling out all the stops we must suit up believers we must put on the whole armor of god prepare to persevere settle it in your mind When the flood comes, it's too late to build your house on the solid foundation. You have to have done that already for your house to survive a flood. Pray without ceasing. I know this message is a sobering message. It's a hard message, but it's necessary because we've been lulled to sleep by words that tickle ears. And there's gonna come a pressure that is going to break the faith of the unprepared. It'll be a huge challenge. The way you practice is the way you'll pray, play. Don't think that not being in your word today will give you a resolute faith on the day of persecution. Don't think that ksara towards prayer is gonna give you a rich prayer life on the day of persecution. Prepare now. This time is for us to prepare. So when we're put on display for the world, we will represent Christ, be ambassadors for Christ in chains if necessary, but be representatives of Christ and his truth and his holy word and his son, not being ashamed of him for his words, prepare, believers. God bless you.
2: Church family, would you stand with me this morning? encouraged, challenged, sobered, just like gospel preaching is supposed to make you feel all of those things. How many of you uh, served uh, in our armed serv- uh, forces in battle? Slip your I wonder how many brave men on foreign soil of a different nationality perished to inferior men based on weaponry. You've got somebody overseas with a turban and nothing more than a cap pistol and somebody maybe from our nation that's not a good man or a good dad I know there were wonderful soldiers, don't don't get me wrong, but, but because that man had weaponry, he was master of the battle. God himself has laid out weaponry for you. He said, if anybody knows the devil, I know him. Take this belt. I know the tricks he'll use against your mind. Take this helmet. Make sure you gird yourself with truth, and you'll need these shoes. If you put on what I lay out, and those of you kids, you don't have that losing battle. Didn't I lay out shoes for you that matched? Didn't I lay out socks? And If you just put on what I lay out, that's what we tell our kids on time. Just put that on. I wonder what our life would look like, and I wonder what our, our, our home would look like, spiritually speaking, and our marriages and our influence, if we would just put on what God laid out. Thank you, Pastor. Y'all bless him this morning. Thank you for the word. And Pastor Charles, thank you last week for that word as well. So, amen. Father, I'm asking this morning that uh, you take this word and stitch it to the inside of who we are. Give us the courage the character to care more about our inner man than our outer man that we not only be firm in our faith but dressed for battle not just fruit of the spirit but the weaponry that you've provided for us that we might be strong in battle not just for ourselves but for others and that we could have compassion on them making the difference We thank you for absolute victory, nothing less. That's all that you know, O Lord. But give us strength, courage, and character to stand in that evil day. Bless Jason today, I pray, Lord, with a sense of your smile and nearness, that your word was communicated with clarity and with authority and under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and we receive it with meekness today. And we bless you, Father. In the name of your Son, we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Be safe going home. Drive slower than normal. Both hands on the wheel. Be careful out there.